What's up, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode, episode 52 of the Coding 40. My name is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rock, and we are here. We are back, and we're excited to be here, man. I'm here with my brothers from another mother. What is going on, fellas? Yo, what's good? This is L.O., a.k.a. Social Distancing Has Not Ended. Stay six feet away from me at all times. Warning. Warning. <laughs> Stay your ass at your home. Don't come to my house. It's just a public service announcement. Hello, and welcome to Decoding Ford. Let me tell you dudes what I do to protect this. The podcast where we fearlessly and ferociously explore, debate, and laugh at the complex inner workings, issues, and thinking of today's grown men. Only describe us as soldiers, survivors. Now here's the crew. Allow me to introduce myself to Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke. Making all your fantasies come true. Talk, talk so nicely. Up next. I kicked the mad style, so step off the frankfurter brooklyn's best kept secret Ella rick half man half amazing let's not forget mr straight with no chaser and harlem's adopted son leon aka l dot o dot i'm complex i excel then prevail and last but definitely not it's least the, the master of impressions One. king of the town who's our favorite One, comedian two. i hope he becomes yours too now let's get it all in perspective mr vincent perez my family what up this is decoding 40 you already know don't stop no one can do it better, 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 better. what's going on rick oh, who else not much man it, it seems like racism has cured covid though right because yeah. people are out in the thousands right but everybody is wearing a mask i am yeah. seeing that not everybody mm, depends. well not everybody not everybody but a lot of people are wearing masks i don't know if that's to cover your face from the cameras so that you don't get caught looting or if that's actually to prevent COVID from the interesting thing itself is, onto your lungs. The advice had been from the CDC and all the health professionals, wear a mask and maintain distance from other people. Mm. But with these crowds, it's difficult to do that. So I guess we can cross our fingers and hope for the best that there won't be another spike in the number of cases. Hopefully not, man. But other than that, man, we actually took the kids out to the park last weekend. There was social distancing. Everybody was adhering to that. And everybody had on masks in the park. And once they got on their blankets, their respective blankets, people would take their masks down and, uh, you know, let the kids run around a little bit because they've been cooped up in a house, either in the, in our house or in grandma's apartment for three months. Mm. You know, the most they've gone outside is like we used to take them on drives just to drive around or they go in the backyard. And they're sick of their backyard. There's nothing to do in my backyard <laughs> except that for them to play in the dirt, you know, because uh, they get you, out there. And look speaking awesome. on behalf of my clients, uh, you could have done something about that, sir. Sounding, <laughs> sounding, <laughs> sounding like you a true Jamaican upbringing. About that, sir. You could give them a ball for play. Back there. Go, give go. them a ball for play <laughs> and a shovel. Well, honestly, we, we held off on buying like any swings or trampolines or like, but now like we need a pool, like a little baby yeah, pool yeah, yeah, yeah. for them to be in. And we ordered that on Amazon, but we were holding off until we got the backyard cleaned up. We had to have the landscaper come in and like, you know, clean up like after the winter, all the, all the, the, the high grass and like trim up the, the bushes and stuff just mm. to get it clean. You know, because so I was going out there and doing How much did that cost? Get all into my financial business. Yeah, really. No, I, I, I'm thinking, I'm asking you because I need to get something like that done. And I'm I'm oh, like, I have all the stuff. 
I thought he was he moonlighting. Went. He wants a, he wants a second job. <laughs> Excuse me, you, you bidding <laughs> against my guy? You bidding? You want to bid oh, against my guy? Oh, hold on. Excuse me, Mister Ricky. I I want to do your grass, please. I can go over. I am going to, uh, Mister Ricky. Uh, Mister Ricky. Uh, uh, can I please please can I come do your oh grass, my please? God. Uh, you can. At least we yeah. haven't lost the uh, racism on our show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. R- Mr. Ricky, uh, you pay me in Corona, okay? Not, co- <laughs> not, not, the not, not the virus. No virus. No, no COVID. Give me 12. Give me 12. No, no. My friend, Leon, no. 24 pack. 24 my friend. Pack. All right. That's a lot of yard. What's going on with you, L? Chilling, man. Um, having the darndest time with the internet here. So... I spent most of the day trying to find an alternative <laughs> to the router because the modem and the router right now are shit. We even bumped up to uh, 400 megabits per second. Yeah. Yeah. And um, turns out it was the modem. So they sent another modem and router, but that's still fucking up. So all the uh, internet has been intermittent for the last really week. So I'm looking at Eero or something. So maybe that'll help boost the uh, signal. But other than that, your boy's been chilling. Started teaching a class once a week on how to develop a podcast for young kids. So, oh wow, very cool, very cool. That's dope. That's man. dope. That's super dope. What age group are you teaching? Uh, I think they're eighteen to twenty-one. Okay, all right. Nice, nice. You say not, young kids? I said not kids, kids. But I'm thinking nine to twelve. No, they're, they're half our age, so that's why I'm like, you know, young kids. You little What's whippersnappers. Up? What's up with you, Vin? I'm chilling, man. You know, still working, still essential, like a motherfucker. But it's everything mm-hmm. starting to kind of go back to normal. Like I think Rick said, you know, racism cures COVID because <laughs> motherfuckers is around the system. Like, huh? I told you it was a hoax. I, matter of fact, I was on. Um, <laughs> wow. Was, yeah. Oh no, this is some shit, right? So now, uh, what what's crazy is that everybody. I mean, everybody who uses Amazon, anything like that, Netflix. You seeing all the Black Lives Matter messaging. I was on. Um, my Xbox on a Call of Duty game and they have a Black Lives Matter placard on it with a like a a short something saying to the black customers out there, you know, this is what we we're, we're believing in. We're behind everybody in the Black Lives Matter movement here at the Call of Duty gaming system, whatever. So I get on there and, you know, racism is big on video game uh system. If you ever played video games before, I'm a big video game head. I've been playing video games all my life. But when you get in those video games and you get in those chats, you get a lot of racist motherfuckers, you know, saying shit. So I get on this one game and this one dude sound like he was from like Kentucky, ass backwards, water, whatever. And he was like, you know what? The fucking COVID, everything's going on right now. What's going on right now? He kept so he kept emphasizing right now, like, you know, because of that Floyd situation, you know, COVID's finished. You know, you don't even hear about it anymore. I don't even hear about it. It was the biggest hoax on America. And I was like, here we go. You are anti-vaxxer too, right? This motherfucker probably just goes <laughs> in the stores and coughs on people. But um, other than How, that, I'm good. I'd be like, you dickhead. How is 100,000 people dead a hoax? They're all actors. They're all they're all tragedy actors. It's they're all a conspiracy. Crisis it's, actors? They're, they're crisis actors, and they really didn't even have COVID. They was killing them. They was injecting them with the devil's piss, and that's what killed them. I know at least five people that have died, so I'll tell you they're a hoax personally yeah. so that's crazy yeah i i know more than a ha- i've heard more than a handful of people who know people who mm-hmm. have have died and yeah touched, that- it, there's not a person that it hasn't really touched like you you have to know some right and all you gotta do is look at your facebook timeline of people doing funerals it's not a, it's yeah not 
but you got but the thing is is like i think they think it what it is is that it's not as bad as they thought it was going to be because it's not as protect- bad as it could have been. They're not even looking at the fact that certain governors put in plans in place to keep people safe. They just think it's all a hoax. Like right. people got sick and people did die, but it's not as bad as he said it was going to be. And they think that they, you know, they downplayed it. But again, they're not looking at the fact that, well, if we didn't do these things, it might have been a whole lot worse. Yeah. Right? Imagine if we didn't take these precautions, we still lost 100,000 people. What if we didn't? We lost a million. That's a hundred thousand in three months. It's yeah. not over. <laughs> this first wave is not over. I heard a virologist today say, if we hadn't done what we did and we just rocked, five hundred million people would have been infected in the world. And with a, I forgot what it is. It's like a point oh one percent, something like that, kill rate. It would have been over five to ten million people dead, minimum. Can we concentrate that in certain parts of the world? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, racist people. Yeah, all the racist people can they, go ahead and get it. They don't die. This is not going to kill them. They don't racism, die. Like racism is a stronger virus than COVID. It will keep you alive far longer than most of us want you to be alive. But you know what, though? Racism is about power, and power is a drug. Like oh, money, there you go. like heroin. So I don't fault people when they get addicted to a drug. They need help. I have been no, having they, the most interesting. Go ahead, go ahead. They need to get their ass kicked. <laughs> that's, that's, because you are that, that's that's a form of help. That's right? help. That's a form of help. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, no. Rick Rick knows about therapy. Rick Rick be whooping asses for all the racists out there. He'll fuck you up with his belt. That motherfucker will kick you in the head. You listen. Do you want you want some therapy? Call Al Rick Campbell. He's the therapist. That, Fucking that PhD. Is a fact. Let me hear you use the N word. Nagger. Hold up, hold up. Nager. <laughs> hang, hang, hang. Go listen oh, to the Miami sh- show for you guys who haven't listened to that yet. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That was a good show. That was a good time, actually. That was, that was a really good show. We had a good time doing that show. Yeah. Listen, listen, uh, real quick. If you're a listener to this show and you started listening to Just Now or maybe five shows ago, you got to go all the way to the beginning, man, and really soak it all in. It's just a, a, a basically a timeline of just fucking funny ass stories and shit and, and real life shit man yeah so, you know what's uh, so funny I'm, I'm glad you said that because generally I tell people to start from like episode 12 oh no Care Bears and, and Doug Deal mm-hmm. I usually tell them to start around then but a friend of mine just uh, shared the show with a listener in South Africa and she started from mm. the beginning wow and she enjoyed the show and she's been like apparently listening to a number of episodes which is dope shout out to her yeah, shout, no, shout out to, out to South Africa Shout out to South Africa. Word up. Yeah. You know, the, the Mob the Deep collection, I thought was the best. Oh, yeah. That was an amazing episode. That was an amazing yeah, episode. It's a good episode, but I feel like we got our stride around episode 11, 12. You're, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. But 1 through 11 is what made 12 what right. it was. <laughs> right, yeah. right, 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 right. Like, it, was, it was raw. Right. Yeah, and it was, raw. Oh. There was a lot. If, if you really want to learn the vernacular, the vocabulary, of decoding 40. Go all the way back to one. Start over. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Exactly. 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 (laughs) So I've been having the most uh, interesting conversation with white folks. I don't know if you guys have been having these conversations, but um, a lot of white folks... I don't talk to white people, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) When he's not working, he's not talking to white people. Right. (laughs) This motherfucker, he, he matter of fact, uh, L L travels with a with a fucking translator and a, and a, and a fucking 
he just whispers to that motherfucker, and the motherfucker tells the other motherfucker what's up. <laughs> you tell us, Sam mo- Jackson tonight. <laughs> All these motherfuckers. I, I thought, I thought, I thought Leon exactly. had an anger. Tra- I thought anger. Excuse me. I thought Leon was the anger translator. But actually, <laughs> I'm going to let you get back to your story. But the benefit of this self quarantining has been my anxiety around white people and all the stress around white people and the lack of microaggressions has lifted my spirits. Well, I, I am a nicer, kinder individual at this point. Well, I wouldn't go that far, my nigga. Okay, well. not put the baby out with the bathwater, but, uh, <laughs> but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yo, this is Vincent, a.k.a. Many Voices. Hey, what's up? This is Alaric, and I'm speaking directly into the mic. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke, making all your dreams come true. This is Hello. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Make sure that you follow us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do we tweet? A little bit. We tweet. We tweet. All right. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. No Snapchat at all. And go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. Thank you for listening to Coding 40, <laughs> goddammit. No. Yeah, so so let me ask you a question, Leon. What is your anxiety? I'll finish my story, but what is your anxiety around white people? What is your what are your biggest three anxieties around white people? One is the imposter syndrome from the standpoint that they are going to realize that I'm smarter than them, which makes me a target in those type of spaces. Because it's not like, hey, he really is educated or knowledgeable about this area or the space. Let's bring him in. It's more like, no, let's exclude him out because he is going to fuck our shit up and he's going to keep poking holes in our shit. So there's that. There's... The fact that their hygiene is not on a level that I think that it should be. And I'm not oh, talking wow. about all. I'm not damn, talking about all. Damn, I'm not talking about damn, all. damn. That's the is, most racist is, thing of the show so far. Go ahead. Is this new to you all? <laughs> I, I don't know. Hold up. Hold up. If, Continue, if we're Leon. talking about, if we're talking about, I'm not, yeah. thank you, my brother. Thank you. My Continue. Brother. Continue, sir. <laughs> and and two and and three. Uh, the the microaggressions, man. It's it's just like. You know, I went through the whole thing at my last company where it was like, no, he wasn't being biased. Well, how could he be? Yeah, he could. And this is how. But you guys are looking for KKK membership cards. And that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, I, I would say those three things. Okay. From mi- microaggression to uh, macroaggression, right? The, the, you know, it's like that Amy Cooper bitch, right? Right. Before we go there, let's let Mac finish his story because he said he yeah. said. No, I didn't say I finished, but go ahead. He said he's gonna be. Oh, my bad. Did I Kanye you? My bad. <laughs> no, you're done. You're done. I don't want to stop the cadence, though. I don't want to stop the cadence. I finished. You're done. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, I, I kind of want to finish this conversation. <laughs> getting good. No, I do want to go into this, but, but I want you to finish. Because it's, Beyonce. Once we go to Amy Cooper, we're not coming year. back. Beyonce had the best album of the year. I'm going to let no, no, no. I've just been having very interesting, which plays into what you're saying. I've, I've been having the most, unfortunately, fortunately, whatever. I cannot avoid white people because I work for myself and a lot of my clients are white. And, and we have very, and, and a lot of the people that I interact with that send me business are white. And, you know, they've been reaching out to me like, first it was, well, what should we do? And then they stopped that shit because I think they collectively got the message about, you know, use Google. And then after that, what shocked me wasn't that people reached out to me. It was who reached out to me and the depth at which they reached out to me 
too. So the people I had very I had people who are on the outskirts of my circle or who were mid-range in my circle who went all the way in who were like I'm here to talk. And I was like no it's okay and they were like no I know I live amongst my own I know what they're about and it's wrong and how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. And those conversations I have to say even though I didn't realize it at the time were extremely cathartic and it's been really nice to be able to vent and really be honest to white folks because I work in a, in a very, very white world and I have to be perfect all the time. And I'm terrified to make a mistake because I don't want to affect every other black person that comes behind me because usually the, a lot of the rooms that I'm in, I'm the only black person. I'm very, I'm very cognizant to how I show up in that room. And it's been so nice to just take that baggage and just kind of put it on the shelf for a minute and be like, what's up, cracker? This is how I feel today. And just be honest and genuine and not only be honest and genuine, but also have it be heard and have the dialogue. We don't have to agree, but give me the the space to say it. And it's been really nice to have the conversations that I've had with people who have money and people who have access and people who are genuinely concerned about how this impacted me as a person. Forget Black people on a whole, but Mac as a person first. And then secondarily, how it affected my community and, and how my personal emotions was impacting my family, my friends, my circle, whatever. It was a different, it's a different level of that conversation. And that has me hopeful, if that makes sense. Mm. Can I ask you a question for clarity? Sure. So your white friends were reaching out to do like a wellness check on you. Just like <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty and, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. And you responded by saying, hey, cracker. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they open the floor. They open the floor. <laughs> this right, is how right. I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I pulled out. I pulled out my my Leon cheat card. Well, I'm glad you asked, Cracker. Hello, um, Cracker. I'm well. <laughs> no, but you know, I'm glad. I, I, I'm glad you said that because I actually wanted to make a clarification. I was being a little bit facetious. A couple of my white friends did actually reach out to me. And just ask how I was doing. And I was actually moved by that um, because I didn't. It's as a black person, you are constantly living in this. So I don't really feel anything new in the sense that I'm still navigating these institutions and, and this infrastructure of racism and what we call America, this experiment. So whenever as I'm watching all these events unfold, there's there's nothing new happening to me in, in the sense that. There's action, there's activity, but I'm waiting for what's what's going to happen on the other end. What do we? Right. What are, what's right. the resolution? What what happens after that? Right, exactly. We've seen that. We've seen right. it. Play we've out. seen this. We've seen, seen this, this before. We've seen this right. Movie. Yeah. We have the DVD. But I am getting the sense that it is affecting our white counterparts in a very different way than it has in the past, or at least in the last forty or so years. Yeah. Agree. So I'm like you. I'm hopeful. But I think the fact that they they reached out to me and it, it really didn't click till you said that, that I was like, because they just kind of hit me up out of the blue. It was like, hey, just wanted to check on you. How you doing? And I was thinking it like you know, we hadn't talked in a while. So, all right. You know why? You know why they did that? Why? You know why they did that, L? Because why? they got a list of angry niggas and you on it. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, all right, who's who's going to call Leon? All right. Uh, I'll call him. If I'm not top five, that list is trash. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. It was, it was like, it was like, okay, we'll flip a coin. Who heads, heads I call them, tails you call them. 
What do you got? I don't care. <laughs> that I'm nigga's not, angry. <laughs> if I'm not top five on that angry list, then I that, that list is trash. <laughs> oh shit. Decoding 40. I wrote an interesting email to a couple of white folks. The same email to a, I, I basically got tired of responding, so I kind of wrote a template. I should share it on uh, social. You should share that on social. I'm coming. Mm. Yeah, you are such a genuine person. That nigga sent a template. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what it was? I was like, how I felt. He sent a form letter. <laughs> Thank you for your concern about my my blackness. <laughs> I'm still intact. I'll let you know if something changes. I, I customized it. I customized it. You are my best friend. Dear Andy. Unfortunately, unfortunately. When someone asks you, you can tell them some of my best friends are black. Unfortunately, at this time, I'm still trying to process this. Contact me at a later date. The fuck out my face with your bullshit. Yo. You know what's funny, Mac? When you were when you were talking about how you you have to operate uh, in the workplace, yeah, uh, we had the conversation probably fifteen years ago mm. about about how we operate in these spaces where we're the only ones, right? Because ninety nine percent of the time, I'm the only black man on set, but you can't carry the burden of what comes after you. You can't prove to them that all black people are worthy. It's that burden is too big. Mm. That burden is too heavy. You can't carry that shit. And it's not that we have to prove ourselves. It's that they are, they're fucked up in the head. If they're thinking that if you step in and you make a mistake, that means that all black people are going to make mistakes. Yes. That means that they're fucked up. Yes, that's yeah, yes, but they are fucked up. And that's the but point. But the thing is like, that 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 but it hurts us you understand that it hurts our freedom it hurts our ability to make mistakes because you have to make mistakes right. to get better i have not been allowed to make mistakes can i jump Whenever, in? yeah sure one of the most freeing things i overheard because i was ear hustling on this uh white architect at my last company and he said i come in expecting to make mistakes every day if I don't make mistakes, then I'm not trying hard enough. I'm not mm. pushing further enough. Agreed. And when I heard him say that, I was like, that's the gem that I needed to hear. That's freedom. That but is freedom. freedom. But that's, that's a freedom, freedom that we're not allowed Correct. unless we take it. Yes, exactly. And we're not allowing ourselves exactly. that. No, but when no, he said that, to have that. Because the minute you trip, you're gone. Right. But I'm Especially just saying, the higher you move up in the hierarchy, you're not allowed to make a mistake. You have to be exceptional at all times. If Alaric wasn't exceptional, he wouldn't get the work that he does. If I wasn't exceptional, I wouldn't get the work that I do. Leon, if you weren't exceptional, you wouldn't get the jobs that you get. You but are the a, thing is, all is that of you, hold my, on, all of you are the exception. You're man, not the rule. No, no Vin, no shade. No, no, no shade to Vin. No, 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 no shade to Vin. But, but Vin has something we don't have, which is a union. And the union can say the, the purpose of the union allows you to make a mistake and not be gone. Hmm, right. We don't we there's no black union to say, well, Mac fucked up your million dollar contract. Let's start the black union. You know what I'm saying? I'm but, saying, but you know, you, well, you ain't had to make me sound stupid though, son. You know what I mean? Stupid. My point is like when you go into it, when you go into the job carrying the burden of every black person it's too heavy 
when I'm when I'm trying to achieve excellence, it's about me doing the best job that I can. I'm not in competition with anybody else. Right. I'm not trying to prove that anybody else is capable. I'm trying to improve the skills that I have and do the best job that I can do, right? And it has nothing to do with anyone who's coming behind me. But I will say this, when I am the principal, when I am the lead photographer, when I am when I'm in charge, I look to give opportunities to black men of color first, right? Because I know that they get the least amount of opportunities. If I can't find a black male assistant, then I look for a woman of color. Black woman, Latina, Asian, that is the next stage for me because they get less opportunities than anybody in anybody else. So if I am if I have the ability to hire whoever I want to be uh, my assistant or to be the makeup artist or to be the stylist or whatever, I'm going to choose from that pool first. That doesn't mean that they're not going to be the best at what they do. That just means that I'm choosing from a pool that gets less opportunities than everybody else. I would submit in many occasions, my opinion, that's a luxury. It's not a luxury. It's a choice. No, it's not a choice. No, it absolutely is a choice because there are Mm -hmm. talented, there's so many talented people out here who aren't getting the opportunities because those opportunities aren't given to us first. I agree. I'm telling you as a, I'm telling you as how long have have I been in this industry, Mac? Right. And I've been the only black man on, on set the majority of my career. Agreed. But here's my question to you. You have two people to choose from. One of them is black. Uh One of them is something else. But the one who's something else for whatever project you're working on is better. Do you hire the black person regardless? Here's here's the thing, right? So no, I'm asking. Correct. Let me let me let me explain the full and let me explain the full picture. Let me explain the full picture. You've met Craig. Right? I have met Craig. Craig, Craig who came what up, Craig? Shout and out. did some shots for us, whatever. Yeah. Craig and I have, have known each other for over 15 years, right? We've worked together over 15 years. If I get a big project, I call Craig to either uh, tech for me, or if he's able to assist, I'll call him. If he has a big project, he calls me because we know each other and we've worked together and we know that we're going to get the best end product working with each other because it's almost like a second set of eyes, right? But there's also, I need I need another assistant. Who am I going to hire? They're not responsible for doing the work that Craig is doing. Who else am I going to hire? Am I going to hire a black guy who may not get another opportunity to work in that space? Or do I hire a white guy who's going to get another, another opportunity because that's what they're looking for? I, I've I, worked in fashion. I've worked in commercials. I've worked in advertising. I've worked in food. I've worked in all these different spaces. And I'm telling you, that they get opportunities. <laughs> I've, I, why you had to this bring that up? Alaric's porn channel. I only did, at, I only uh, did a couple shoots. Alaric photo. I only did a couple <laughs> shoots and don't Google me. Anyway. <laughs> what kind of porn was it? <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Tell your right. story. Brooklyn right. basements. <laughs> oh, you got me. You got me. I'm, I'm into it. All these different markets that I've that I've worked in, 
I've seen how these opportunities are given out. So I would submit to you this separate. I feel like my pursuit of excellence has actually harmed my career in the fact that a lot of the rooms that I go in full of white folks are actually and fundamentally intimidated by the skill set that I bring to the table, which is what Leon was talking about. I've been I have been and I talked about this, right? I've been defunded. I have been derailed. I have been shut out of the rooms. This is a true story. I had a CMO who wasn't my boss, but he was over me, chief marketing officer in another country. Never met this man a day in my life, ever. And we were working together, whatever, whatever. And there's a new CEO that came in North America and said, I want to meet with Mac. He's in charge of marketing. I need to know what's going on. I met with him and he pulled me into a room. He said, can we go out for lunch? I said, absolutely. So we go out for lunch. He takes me out for lunch. We go out for sushi. And he sits down and he sits across the room for me and sushi goes up. So Mac, what the fuck did you do to this guy? I said, I don't know. Nothing. I've never met him. He said, because he wholly and outright refuses to fund any of your projects refuses to take any of your initiatives, which I looked at, they think they make sense. And I looked at the deck that you did, which was way over the top at a hundred slides, but you felt that was necessary to communicate what you were doing. I said, yes. He says, what did you do to him? I said, I don't know. He says, all right, give me a minute. 30 days later, I was fired. I don't like him for whatever reason. I don't like him. Okay. He's a black man. I don't want to work with him. It wasn't Russia, but yeah, that was kind of the segment. Give me, hold up, hold up, hold up. Give me the fucking country. Give me the country. What country was it? Mm. <laughs> Let's just assume it was India. Let's assume it was India. France. Even worse. Sacre oh, bleu. Oh. Get, get rid of him. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't want this black guy. Eh? Eh? He thinks he's better. He's very he th- Hey, let me tell you something, okay? This black guy, Mac Burnett, he thinks he's a big guy. I don't like him. He's smarter than me. Get rid of him now. Fire fuck, him. Fuck my NDA. That's what I'm saying. Fire. Fire. <laughs> Fire him. He's a piece of shit, eh? Hey, what's up, yo? This is Willie Strange. And when I'm not doing heroin listening to Billy Holiday records, I'm listening to my boys at Dakota and Florida, baby. Get on it before it's too late. Yeah, you know what's so funny? I had a similar situation. We used to do 360 feedback reviews. So that meant anybody that was on your team, anybody that was a part of your management, everyone would do a review. So in my review, I really tend to stick to facts, like what specifically have I noticed or watched this person do that leads me to whatever conclusion that I am. And whatever conclusion that I find, it's never negative. It's always putting it's postured in a way that I'm hoping that they move towards this next goal in their professional career. I had this white dude all cheery in my face, kiki and a whole shit, right? That I, so, so talking about me, that I was unqualified for my role, that I don't contribute anything to my position or to the team, blah, 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 blah. Now this is after we're in a meeting and I challenge him on his, his whole idea of what he wanted to do with the team. Plus he was feeling salty because he didn't get a promotion that he thought he, he deserved. But Every time we were in a meeting, I was challenging what he was saying. So he, clearly he did not like that shit. So he took the opportunity in the review to put that. Now, I had no idea about this. And he and I worked for a couple months before I moved to another team. When I got to my new team, my new manager said, yo, um, so did you have any problems with this person? Because <laughs> his review. So he shows me his review. And I'm like, 
because no, typically we didn't see the reviews. I was like, yo, I've never, I've never in my career thought about sandbagging anybody. I approach everything with an emotional intelligence or intellectual intelligence that if you are lacking in something, I'm always going to recommend that you get training in an area that I think you have a shortfall. I would never say to anyone or about anyone that they are not qualified for a role. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is, and, and that's the type of stuff that I do not miss because that to me is very aggressive. But the way that it's framed in corporate politics, that's not aggressive. And that's, I just don't miss that. Don't it, miss it, that is, it is aggressive. It wasn't aggressive because of the dynamic against you. And that's my point is that if, if you were someone white, a, he w- he, the, the probability is he wouldn't have felt comfortable doing it. Mm. One. Two, he probably wouldn't have done it. He would have taken you to lunch like we would have him. And tried to find me 30 days later? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Wait, and be like, you're not even my manager. Why are you trying to fire me, Kate? <laughs> Karen. Karen, Kate. Karen, Karen, Kevin. Kenny, Amy. You know what? It's their fragility. It is. They're, it they're, really they're, is. They're, they're, they really they're fragile is. as fuck. They all scary. Scary like that bitch in the park. I, I, I got a problem. I, I understand where that's coming from, but I got a problem with calling them fragile. I got a problem with calling them fragile. I they hear what fragile. you're saying. They are fragile. They're not fragile. They're protective of their power structure. That's power fragility. structure. That's fragility. Because one, it? it's based on a false premise. But the, calling them fragile is based on a false premise. No. Calling, if you, if you fra- hear what I'm saying, if, you, if you're saying someone is fragile, and they can't take a punch to the chin, it's evident that they can't take a punch to the chin. If somebody takes a punch to the chin and then comes back with an army, that's not fragility. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, so you tell it. So it that's, is fragility. It's fragility that's when not it's, fragility. When it, when it, it's fragility when it's, it's a minor offense that you jumped out the window with. If someone says to you, your dog needs to If someone says to you, your dog needs to be on a leash, Yeah, you can't tell me that. I'm going to call the police on you and, and tell them that you're threatening me. You're right. threatening my life. But I don't think that, but okay. That's so like, that, this is a great segue. Is on, that fragility? It is, is fragility, fragility because if, if I can stand on my own too and talk to you man to man without feeling like I have to go get back up, one of us is not prepared for this conversation. And I'm su- suggesting that the person who needs to go get back up is a fragile individual who cannot stand up to the actual conversation or the, the the crucial conversation of expressing what really needs to be expressed because otherwise you would say it say it to me directly and then move on but no you so, have to be subversive about it and yep. put it in a document that is a employment document so you're saying fragility and i just want to be clear for clarity is the inability to defend yourself independent of any of the support services that you have access to prior to you trying Hold on. to Let him answer. yes yes I'm, I'm yes but prior to you trying to resolve the situation that you apparently have an issue with but can't talk to them directly one on one i hear what you're saying to me when i hear fragility i hear the inability to defend oneself independent of something else because using this analogy a gang member is fragile if he reaches back to his gang and says go get this guy because he jumped me in the park absolutely absolutely is he fragile absolutely you know what's you know what what fragility means to me 
and I'm just going to go layman's term on this motherfucker, is fragility is anything that gets in the way of the perfect little white world where they're, they're living their life. She living her best life with the dog. The dog is having a good time. And here come Mr. Birdwatcher on some shit. Like, could you put a leash on your dog? Like, wait a minute. This is my life. I'm living this fantasy. And here you come. Get in my fucking way. And you're disturbing my fucking life. So now I'm going to choke my dog. And I'm going to ch- pretend like you're trying to kill me so I can get the cops here to kill you. Because anything that interrupts their fucking world, they got to call the police. They, and eat, matter of fact, it don't even have to interrupt their world. It could just be something that they don't like seeing just because it's black people doing it. That's <laughs> the okay. fucking problem. All right. So yep. so let me ask you guys that a is, question. That is fragility. Mm. That's what it Perfect. is right there. All right. Perfect All right. explanation. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. So let me ask you a question. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Is this statement an exercise of fragility? Wait till your father gets home. No. Why? Why is that not fragility? But I'm going to call the cops is. Right. It's it's two di- different dynamics, right? So No, because they're weaponizing no. the police to try to kill you. Your father's you're not, not going to kill you. You're not weaponizing. Yeah, yeah, you're not weaponizing. You're not weaponizing your, your father. Weaponizing you, your father. No. Absolutely. No, 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 but your father, no. but you don't have the fear, you don't have the fear of your father killing you. This white well, bitch knew what she was you doing. Have the, you have the fear of your father but, whooping your but ass she's, down the block. But she is not, but you're not gonna die when she no, she uses no when she when die. she decides to call the police, it's a history of them doing that for the last hundred and something fucking years, B. That's how they get down. Yeah, oh so my god, he's gonna rape me. He's gonna and rape he, me. He's gonna rape me. The and then the police come and then they get killed. Come on, and man. Do you think your moms won't kick your ass? At 89, no, but I understand. No, no, saying. but at, <laughs> at the point when she was saying. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. So, right, so I'm gonna that's read, not fragility. I'm going to read that. And, 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 and the father is part of the family structure. So right. you have a responsibility to act right for the family, right? right but so if mind, your mom doesn't check you, your dad's going to check you. That's how in, it works. It's a team. It's, a team. it's not fragility. It's not fragility. Mind, no. So wait no. a minute. Even if you took that analogy, you know what's so crazy about that analogy? That the white person who would report you or report me or anybody else would feel that they were in such alignment with any higher ups to be able to tell on you as if that's their backup. They're an authority. They feel like those they're an authority. Like if we look back at at all of the incidents where we're, we're talking about barbecue, Barbara or um, <laughs> permit, uh, patty. Patty, permit patty they oh, thought that decades. they were they think that they're an extension of an authority where they can ask you well why are you here let right. me see some id who are you right who show are me you? your papers yeah you don't get to ask me who is- i am or what my purpose is here <laughs> you, because it's not your job that is not what amy cooper did let's get into amy cooper what Amy okay, let's Cooper, get into Amy Cooper. What Amy Cooper did was more yes. fragility than Barbecue Becky. You can't walk up to black folks and be like, you shouldn't be doing this, and they call them fragile. No, in, no, but in their again, mind, she aligned herself with authority. She didn't just stand there and say, you can't uh, barbecue out here without a permit. She got on the horn and called her backup, oh. her gang. Police department? Yes. Uh, there's some people barbecuing. Oh, God. It smells delicious. I think they're smoking meat. 
That sounds terrible, ma'am. I don't like it. Of course you don't, ma'am. And all I really wanted was a hot dog with a little bit of sauerkraut on it. Don't we all? But, you know, they wouldn't even fucking give me that. Those animals. Fuck them. We're dispatching 12 units right away, ma'am. Thank you very much. God bless America. You have a good day. <laughs> Barbecue <laughs> Becky and Amy Cooper are not the same. They're not the same. Yes, they are. I don't. They're the same. They cut from the same cloth, my friend. Barbecue Becky. Okay, you say why they're not the same. Barbecue. And he's going to tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fuck your couch. <laughs> I'm, I, and I'm going to do it for free. Yeah, for you, free. For free. I'm going to let you know why you're wrong. I for free. I need that. Thank you for coaching me, brother. You so, ain't even got to pay me. So Barbecue Becky was about denying someone a right that they had for whatever reason motivated her to do that. Amy Cooper, in her mind, was weaponizing the tool because she felt slighted that this person of color had the audacity to stop her from doing something that she knew she should not be doing. And Let she me tell you- hold on, and she attempted to weaponize the police against him, which also, by the way, thank you, I feel like is the setup for George Floyd. And I know some people disagree with me, but it's fine. She tried to weaponize the police against him not saying that the other woman didn't try to weaponize it. One was trying to deny someone a right, and one was trying to defend her whiteness. Very different. They're both using the same tactic, but slightly different. The only reason why Amy Cooper was more blatant with it is because she said it, this black man, this African-American is threatening my life, right? But the same thing applies to Barbecue Becky. She knows what happens when black men are confronted with police. That's why she's using that as a threat against them. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. The only thing that's different is the language that's used in the phone call. But the end result of the contact between black people and police have been very negative for us. And that's what they're attempting to do. Like Permit Patty, who called the police on a young girl um, who was selling waters, mm-hmm. or the the woman that was trying to block a, a, the guy's way from getting into his apartment building mm-hmm. because she didn't think that he belonged there. So she called the police. Like the right. police, the police is the weaponization right. of, 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 of their perceived authority. I don't, I don't exactly. With that. Well, I don't disagree you with you that. It's not like one is more egregious than the other. One but is yes. more blatant than the other. Right. But there's still the same level of threat to us. Okay. What I'm saying is, is what makes first degree murder different than second degree murder, different than manslaughter? What is the difference? Intent. Intent. Yes. And what I'm saying is, is barbecues Becky intent. What is her intent? Her intent to, have to the get the to get them ribs to, to the get them ribs thrown away. Right. To get them ribs shut down. Amy's intent was way No, 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 no. See, okay, using your same you using your same metaphor. I'm just talking about the letter of the law, L. I'm just Okay. No, I got you. But you're still talking about degrees. Right? So I, I would agree with you that Amy Cooper might be a level 1 offense. But permit Patty is a level 2 offense of the same shade of 
a, a grievance. I agree. What ultimately, I'm saying is, is ultimately, fuck their intent. I don't care what their intent was. What I can tell you is that the result for us is going to be negative because us being confronted. So then it doesn't matter. So I, for me, it doesn't I, matter. Okay. I don't care what was in your mind because you tried to put the police on me. You know you what? Tried to, you tried to make a confrontation between me and the police, which is not a good situation for any black man in America. And we know that. And they know that. And you know they what? know that. You know what, really? On a real, on a real, I watched that Amy Cooper video and I heard the dude, like he ha how he asked her, he was very polite and shit. What happened is, is that he should have put a little more bass in his voice. Like, hey, bitch, put that motherfucking dog on the leash. He should have just straight up, put that motherfucking dog on the leash. I don't like dogs, bitch. Put Henry or whatever the fuck that dog name on the motherfucking leash, bitch, before I choke you and that dog. That's what she thought she was hearing, but that's what she should have got. Put that motherfucker dog on the leash. I don't know that dog, and the dog don't that's know me. That's a that's a fragile filter. What did yeah, the dog yeah. say? What did the dog you know what's, Excuse you know what's funny? me, Miss. Would that you probably... mind putting your dog on a leash? In this particular part, we need security on our dogs so that they don't kill the birds. And I'm an avid bird watcher. She still would have heard it the same way. Like, bitch, I'm trying to kill you and rape you. <laughs> Talk right now. Bitch, I'm going to watch my birds while I put my dick in your mouth. Arr! That's what she was hearing. But, but that's not what she heard. That's what not she what she heard. What did she, no, she, she, heard a, she heard a challenge to her authority. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. From well, a black man. And the dog. And, and all, oh, and all, how dare I'm gonna you? you I'm going to show you, you nigga. Nigga, yeah. I'm going to show you. And all the while, she was choking that fucking dog. That dog. Hurt, hurt, the funny thing is, I just thought about she got her dog back. The dog, I wish the dog could have protested. Like, this bitch don't even got a job no more. How's she going to feed me? <laughs> you know, um, my name is Henry Spaniel. I am actually the dog. I have a British accent because I'm a dog from Britain, you know. Anyway, uh, Amy Cooper is quite the wild whore, I should tell you much. You know. <laughs> she would abuse me all the time. The choking was nothing, you know. She had a thing with peanut butter. It was disgusting. You've sparked our attention. I think you should go on. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I feel, like this, a, I feel like this is an exclusive. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll uh, hide your face. <laughs> Mr. L. Dot, I will not kiss and tell. The young sir. I am a dog. I'm a, I'm a royal dog. I will not kiss and tell, sir. Uh, don't be a pussycat. A wolf. Ready? Let's book it. I find it amazing, though, that she chose to have that interaction with that gentleman in particular, because turns out he is an LGBT activist. And it's like she hit all the wrong notes. Like, mm -hmm. one, he had it recorded. Two, you're choking your dog. Three, he's a he's a, a civil rights advocate. So you just picked the wrong black guy. Like, yeah. if it was me, then maybe sounds like a setup, right? You, you sounds like a setup. If it was <laughs> when, me when in I, the park at I, that time, she would have had a chance. All right, so I just got. When this, I, this when I, when I gotta say, I gotta be okay, honest. Right. When I first heard there was a guy, a black guy in the park bird watching, I thought, <laughs> okay, this is a gay guy who's going in there to do some some <laughs> some dirty shit, right? But then he's like, 
on the board of the Audubon Society. Like, right. he's le- he's legit. He's legit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she just, it was the wrong black guy. It was the yeah. absolute wrong black guy. But why do you need to be that exceptional to be to be legitimate? You just to talked about it. That's 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 the problem with the system that we live in. But that All we right, so I want to say this. I want to say this. This fresh in. Sorry, L. So white fragility is defined as the, I found a definition I want to share. The tendency among members of the dominant, the dominant. Maybe somebody else can read it. Fuck you. <laughs> the tendency among members of the dominant. Dominant white cultural group to have a defensive, wounded, angry, or dismissive response to the evidence of racism. All that. And much more. Yeah. Yeah. All that and much more. Amy Cooper is a piece of shit. (laughs) She thinks she's a liberal. Uh huh. She thinks that she is, doesn't have a racist bone in her body, but she used all her bones to be as racist as she could possibly be. On that day. Now, wait a minute. Why did you jump to the conclusion that she doesn't think she's racist? Because she said it in her statement. I'm not racist. In her apology. In her apology. I mean, that's what she's got to say. Well, yeah, but, you know. fuck your apology. Yeah. She's she's got to say it, and she did say it. I'm not racist. But meanwhile, everything that you did was as racist as you possibly could be. All right. So I want to say this. I saw an acronym I had to Google. BIPOC. Does everybody know what BIPOC is? Bi- no. Bi- biracial Bi- person of color? Bisexual person I was like, of color? White people will appropriate your shit at any chance they get. So BIPOC means black indigenous people of color. Black oh, yeah. indigenous oh. or people of color, which is the equivalent of LGBTQ plus. Right? Like so I was right. So I saw a BIPOC. That's exactly what I thought when I saw it. I saw a BIPOC and I was like, what is that? And I had to Google it. And I was like, oh, that's me. But I didn't know. Right? So you're so here's, a bisexual indigenous person of color? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Bear. I didn't know. Hey, bear. Black bear. Black. It's the bear. Black. It's Huggler. Or bro. It's going to bring people of color. So when is the right time for white people to call 911? Is, when is the right time for us to call 911? For white Never. People, the right time Never. to call is when... The knife is literally lodged into them, or the <laughs> bullet has penetrated their body. <laughs> oh shit! He was serious. Yeah. Oh, oh shit! Uh, for black people, um, never. never. Wait, have you ever called the police? Have I have. Called police? I've called the police on my uh, neighbors. I have called the police oh, Kevin. on my roommates, my ex roommate. Uh, both of y'all are Kevin's. Yeah. Only because you never call the police. You never called 911? Hell, motherfucking, yeah, well, I called the police. I've never called 911 on a black person. I've called 311, and they just sent out a wellness check. I've <laughs> called police to help other people, but I've never called the police to protect myself. Because you a thug. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> son. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll deal with the police, Yo, son. Yo, son. Yo, I'm I, the rough, I, roughest, I toughest nigga in the world, son. Where was that? Uh-huh. Fuck the I police, call, son. I call police to be a witness. Fuck 12. Because my roommate was trying to say that the way that I was yelling at her, she thought that I was going to get violent, which I've never, never been violent with a woman ever. But she said that I was trying to get violent. So I call call the police. Coming in right now. Bring them in, Mac. 
<laughs> Hello, Naija. Hello, Naija. Can you tell me uh, what? Uh, tell me about Alaric, please. That nigga used to beat me all the time. Oh my god! With my dick. Death right now. We're coming off the rails. We're coming off the rails. Oh my god! There's yeah. bodies everywhere. <laughs> all right. Let's for uh, this week's <laughs> what? This week in white? That's not a segment, is it? This week's libation. I'm gonna start off with a classic. Basil Hayden. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Basil Hayden and a black then, man's hand. Then I you can't made, believe it. You made that just a classic. What's you that? Made, the, you you, you did, made you Basil did, Hayden a classic. Like, <laughs> Basil Hayden will never be not that, awesome and not racist. That yes, forever. Like I will, forever. that will always be a go-to as long as I'm living on this planet. I'll be 95 <laughs> years old and I will still think this is a racist. Right. A racist uh, bourbon. Every time it, well, someone asks me about my favorite bourbon, I say uh, whiskey. I say um, basil Hayden. Yeah, 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 you don't say it like that though. You say basil Hayden. Basil, basil, basil Hayden. I tell you, you what. Know, do you know how many times I say basil Hayden? Basil Hayden. <laughs> basil, basil Hayden. By myself, <laughs> just because. <laughs> basil just Hayden. Because. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, I tell you what, uh, fellas, I, if I can just speak for one second, I, I want to thank you uh, for drinking my liquor. And we've got new bottles coming out, new flavors. Uh, we're using protester tears now instead of slave tears. Uh, protester tears are filled with tear gas, and it makes it cry even harder. So we're so happy to introduce those new bottles very soon. Uh, thanks for drinking my liquor. Okay, all lives matter. Have a good day. <laughs> Yo, Shout out to been, Basil. Shout out to ben, move, ben, move your mic out just a little bit. I think I think um I think I like Uncle Nearest a little better than Basil though. You know, I agree. Yeah, I actually do. I, it's like 35%, 30, 30, 33%. I like it though. I am drinking the bullet, 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 bullet. bullet. Was that the rye? No, this is the bourbon. Okay. Um, I was I was trying to get something else, but um, oh, reliable. Yeah, I, I don't like that one. I like the rye. I like, the, like rye. the I like the rye better. Yeah. I like the rye better. Leon, what are you drinking, man? You already know, monkey shoulder. <laughs> monkey, <laughs> monkey shoulder, man. I need some yeah, of that. Monkey shoulder. I actually got hip to monkey shoulder while I was in London, and they had a truck where they would uh serve. Well, I was at an event. And um, well, one, they were the only truck or source of it was a camping event. They were the only source of power to power up your phone and mm-hmm. um, just gave out free uh, shots and drinks. It was they turned me into a believer. I love this. Uh, whiskey. Hey, mate, you want to you want to show the monkey shelter? Yeah, mm-hmm. baby. I don't how like about, the way you said that, though. How about how about another shot? Another no, shot? Another shot? Everybody too far, too far. <laughs> But we, yeah, we've had monkey shoulder to, on, we, we've on the monkey shoulder like twice. Monkey, twice monkey, monkey shoulder has tilted the show. Yeah. <laughs> multiple <laughs> times. Multiple times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple times. Unusable. Unusable. Monkey shoulder, you have fucked up enough shows you should be sponsoring. Vin, what are you drinking, man? Um, I was drinking, I had a pina colada earlier. 
Yeah, a pina colada earlier. Kick, kick him off the show. <laughs> Listen, I don't have any whiskey, so all I have is a thing of Malibu rum. I don't know who the fuck brought Malibu rum to my Seriously? house. Seriously? Wow. Yes. That's the only thing I have. And I had Coors Light, and I didn't want to drink no beer. Do you have Coors, and have, Coors Light and, a, and Malibu rum? And I had some water. So, you know. And a Tampax. I, no, I don't even think he puts Tampax. I think he's wearing pads. No, I think, <laughs> I think he just bleeds out. I think he just bleeds out. <laughs> he just bleeds out. Uh-oh. He can't take the insertion. No, no, no. He's like, just give me a pad. <laughs> no, he doesn't even use a pad. He just bleeds out. He's just oh, like, wow. He's like, hey, you got wow. a bumper clot? I'll take one of them. You just got bleed out of your sweatpants and your pajama pants. Oh, Oh, shit. Ruin your sheets, bro. Ah, yeah. Ruining <laughs> sheets. I don't know what you were thinking drinking a pina colada and telling us about it. You just made some shit up. Cokey. was cokey. All you had to do was say, no, I'm drinking rum and coke, and we would have let it go. You could have said <laughs> water, and I would have let it go. Pina yeah, yeah, colada? Let me tell you something. No, fuck, no, fuck you y'all. Be, fuck y'all. That shit, was deli- that shit was delicious. So fuck y'all, niggas. Bloody vagina ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all are horrible, man. That was That's rude, man. Nice. That was rude. That's not nice, Leon. Jesus. Well, I tell you one thing: when we go, when we do the live, I'm not going to be talking about that shit. Uh, but don't worry, we'll I'm bring, it, bring up. it up. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it up. What are you yeah, talking we'll about? Bring it up. Yeah, we'll bring it up. Don't worry about it. We got did you, you, bro. Did you, did you have a drink with an uh, umbrella in it? Or a maraschino cherry. <laughs> you can the stem with your tongue. <laughs> oh, you twisted the stem with your tongue. You that dude. You that dude, huh? <laughs> okay. okay. Oh shit. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. I've, yo, I've done I've done that in the Caribbean. I've I've twisted it. I've twisted the stem. You trying to impress who? I'm just the, that I'm dude. That dude playing the drums. The bartender. No, 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 no. Take that so, shirt off. Bear. Hey, the bartender. Look what I can do. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Cody 40. My name is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rock, and I'm here with my brothers from another mother. L. Dots all up in your spiznot. It's your boy, Vin. Great show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> your level of enthusiasm is infectious. I know. And it's, it's just gonna go downhill once I start yeah. saying, "Yo, get high, good show, guys." Alaric, kill yourself. And this is Alaric. <laughs> wow, he was serious too. <laughs> Listen, guys, we appreciate you guys for listening. Listen, check us out over at Patreon.com/backslash Decoding Forty, where we will be posting some of the uncut episodes of Decoding Forty. Will we? Decoding I tell you what, that was that basil Hayden right there just getting all up in your neck. All in your neck. And your vocal cords. We will also we will also be posting some of the uncut episodes and we hope to see you guys over there where you can support us for as little as five dollars. Five dollars. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate Join us you. on the live every Monday. Dakota 40 after dark, 11 p.m. Yes. on Facebook Live. And yo, new black, episodes every Friday. And Black Lives Matter every day. All Touch lives you guys next matter. Week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fragile. I'm so fragile. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh my god. Don't touch me. Don't touch me or my dog. Oh. Peace. Peace. Yeah. We locked in. This is Decoding 40. <laughs>